Welcome in to another episode of Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, we'll discuss Major League Baseball and the Philadelphia Phillies handling of last night's rain delay because I thought it was very poor and I thought they, no pun intended, hung the, fr- uh, the fans out to dry and uh, we'll discuss what they could have done better. We'll also preview today's series ender, one o'clock game between the Phillies and the Braves, an opportunity for the uh, Phillies to split the series. And uh, we'll take a little bit of a look forward to the Mets series starting tomorrow as well. All of that on today's episode of Lock on Phillies. You are locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right, folks. You know it. Another episode of Locked on Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Happy to be here with you. You can hear me on the radio on 97.5 The Fanatic. You can watch me on the television on NBC Sports Philadelphia every once in a while. Credential Philadelphia Phillies media member. And, of course, your host of Locked on Phillies. In my second year as the host of Locked on Phillies, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing wherever you consume. Subscribe on the YouTube. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Locked on Phillies is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Let's jump into it because last night the Philadelphia Phillies were supposed to take on the Atlanta Braves for game two of their series with the Braves in South Philadelphia. But, of course, we talked about the weather for the past couple episodes, knowing that this stretch was coming. Yeah, we got a couple weeks of rough weather here in Philadelphia on the way with just rain in the forecast seemingly every single day from now until forever and last night the victim of that was well the Braves Phillies game but also all of those fans that were down there at Citizens Bank Park now the Braves were supposed to play the Philadelphia Phillies at 6 40 p.m and about 30 minutes ahead of game time I believe it was uh, an update came out so it was about 6 15 6 20 ish you got an update that uh, from the Phillies official Twitter account the game was being postponed to 7 15 a delayed start so well yeah, I guess a mini postponement. We'll call that a delay. So that was the notification we got from the Philadelphia Phillies was that there was going to be a delay. 7.15 was the estimated time of the first pitch, and uh, that that's when the game would start, uh, according to what was put out. And then the steady rain continued, and you knew that by looking at the radar. I mean, I knew when I recorded an episode at like 1 p.m., that there was going to be a tough time for that game to be played. I ended the episode by saying, hopefully we have baseball to talk about tomorrow. Uh, from the game last night, and unfortunately we did not because the game was ultimately rained out. So it's not like this snuck up on anybody, but the way it was handled was uh, flat-out poor. Listen, they're going to be able to get another game in in this series. It looks like today's game, which is a 1.05 p.m. first pitch between the Phillies and the Braves. By the way, you can listen to every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast of that game on the SiriusXM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies. You can hear that again, 1.05 p.m. first pitch today scheduled. Uh, they'll still be able to get that game in, it looks like. But last night was a game that never looked like it was going to get played. There was consistent rain throughout the forecast. The radar showed steady rain. It didn't look like you were going to get a gap, at least not one long enough to play a game. And yet, 7.15 comes and goes. 
and then 7.30, and then 7.45, and then 8 o'clock, and around, uh, I don't know. It was probably like 8.30 that we finally, it might have been later than that. It might have been 9. Let me see when we got the official tweet from the Philadelphia Phillies account that the game has been postponed. I just want to get the exact timestamp on that. Um, yeah, 13 hours ago, so I'm going to do some quick math. Uh, it, it's 11, 12 hours ago would have been 11, take more two or two hours than that. Yeah, it was about nine o'clock, uh, about hour 45 after the Philadelphia Phillies had posted that it was going to be a game played at 715. They finally called the game. Fans had been sitting around the stadium. People had driven down there. People had gotten concessions. They'd been waiting. They bought ponchos. They'd been waiting in the, uh, in the concourse. Uh, waiting to go down to their seats for the game to be played, and ultimately it got called. I mean, there was a point where you saw Brandon Marsh was up in the dugout and he was yelling across with Austin Riley. I don't think there was any, like, yelling like people were mad at each other, but it was just like, yo, can you let us know what's going on? He's like, we don't know what's going on. So the players had no idea what was happening. The broadcast had no idea what was happening. NBC Sports Philadelphia was showing uh, some trading cards, uh, some baseball card show with Matt Strom for, like, what felt like five hours and they'd cut into Tom McCarthy and John Crock every once in a while. And they didn't have updates. I mean, if I was a fan that spent time to go to the game and drove all the way down there and paid for parking and went into the stadium, listen, I get it. If you get there at six and then they like call the game at six 30, that sucks, but it's understandable, right? You want to try and play the game. But when you get a notification that the game's supposed to start at seven 15 and then you don't get an update, like, Oh, we're pushing it back to 745. No, you just get radio silence until 9 o'clock when they say, go home, folks, no game tonight. Like, that game could have been called at 5 p.m. I get that you wanted to try and get them to play. And now it's got to be made up as part of a doubleheader on uh, September 11th, coming up later on in the season next time the Braves are here. Like, okay, I, I get that you want to try and work the game in so you don't have to work out scheduling and everything like that. And I get that prior to postponing. Uh, this is just behind the curtain here. Prior to postponing games, the teams have to come to an agreement with Major League Baseball on when the game is to be played. There have to be when they make it up, both teams have to say, okay, that works for us. That works for us. Cool. Let's do it on September 11th as part of a day night doubleheader. But that takes a little bit of time. I, I get that. But this rain didn't creep up on you. We've been seeing this for days that it was going to start. And we knew that Thursday was going to be a rough one. We knew there was steady rain starting Thursday morning and rolling all the way through. The tarp was on the field from the second the broadcast came on TV uh, of the Phillies-Braves game last night. And yet, Major League Baseball and the Phillies still just let their fans sit there for hours and hours. Some folks were in there for three hours, just sitting around waiting, waiting, waiting. I know I ran into people at the station today at work who had gone down to the ballpark last night, were trying to get in there to watch some baseball and ended up wasting their night just sitting there. And uh, it's just, it's not fair to the fans to drag everything out like that. And maybe it's not the Phillies because I've seen some comments that people are like, oh, well, any, Major League team would do the same to get the chance to play. No, okay, fine. So then take the organization fault out of it. Whether it's the Phillies or whether it's Major League Baseball, no one should allow their consumers to sit somewhere for three hours before postponing or delaying. That's uh, that's egregiously bad. If it's an hour delay, okay. If it's an hour and a half delay, maybe I could see that if you think you're going to get a window. But knowing there's steady rainfall, knowing there was no chance to find a window to play last night, and just – constantly watching fans sit in that stadium. I would be super annoyed if I was one of the people down there and the fan base deserves better. It was just, it was a ridiculous display of handling a rain delay in one that wasn't like on and off rain. It was steady rain from before the game until well into the night here in Philadelphia. And I feel for the people that were down there. Uh, you got to make that call earlier. 
you got to just – you have enough time in the season to make up games. I get it. You play a long schedule and everything like that, busy, a lot of games. You're basically playing every day in baseball. It's not like football where you can push it a day uh, or you could just like have a short week or something like that. You only play once a week. No, these guys are playing five, six, sometimes seven times a week. So I get that that's difficult, but you got to work it out on behalf of the fan base because what they did last night was not fair to anybody who was a paying customer of the Philadelphia Phillies and of Major League Baseball. So I was very disappointed with the way they handled that. And that's just from a guy who was sitting here watching at home. So if you're frustrated and you went down there last night, I feel for you. Uh, this is kind of my plea on your behalf of, hey, we got to be better. But uh, it's just it's super annoying that they drug it out as long as they did and you didn't end up seeing baseball last night. So I feel for you. Bottom line is needed to rant a little bit about the handling of that game. But the good news is you got a chance to go see him again today. One o'clock game afternoon. Uh, time to get in a little business person special today to round up the matchup with the Braves. And now, uh, even if you lose two to the Braves, you don't drop games. And it looks like the Braves are super hot right now. So maybe they'll cool off later and this will end up playing in the Phillies favor that they'll be in rough shape come September, and they'll be dragging, and I, I don't know. Maybe guys get tired later on in the season for the Braves. And who knows? It could end up working in the Phillies' favor. could end up hurting them. But I'm more worried about the fan base and how that was handled last night, and I think that was terrible. So hopefully they get the game in today. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about how the delay changes it, the pitching matchup, all that stuff, and how a two-game series looks as opposed to a three-game series between the Phillies and Braves. So we'll discuss that uh, as we continue. Today's episode of Locked on Phillies. Uh, I got to tell you about one of my favorite sponsors that we have. I love all our sponsors, but this is one that I, I mean, I really like I can't say enough good things about bird dogs. Bird dogs. Absolutely amazing. It's the best short out there on the market. So I was just on a golf trip down in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Went down there. I was down there for four days. Played 72 holes of golf. And I think what's 36 plus 18. I'm not a big math guy. What is that? 54. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, 54 holes. 54 holes of that golf trip. I was playing wearing bird dogs. I love bird dogs. They're great on the golf course. Uh, I wore a pair just around when we were walking around Raleigh, my brother and I. I wore a pair to sit by the pool that was in the hotel. I mean, it was beautiful weather down there. I looked great in my bird dogs. I had a bunch of Southern Bells coming up. Hey, y'all, what are y'all wearing? Are those bird dogs? And I said, you know they are, girl. Bird dogs are the best shorts for the summer. People will approach you and they'll say, man, your legs look so good in those shorts. Where are they from? like bird dogs. The best part though, as good as you look, you feel even better because they've got the, like, in, you can get them with the interior lining, but sometimes other brands, it feels super tight and constricting and everything like that. It doesn't, it doesn't fit right. It's tight, but it's not comfortable. The bird dogs, they're comfortable, but they keep everything in place. They're breathable, but they're functional. I mean, they're the perfect cross-section between good-looking shorts that you can also do athletic activities in. You can feel good. You can move around. You got flexibility. They got so many cool things built into the shorts. I mean, uh, they've got these uh, – it's called the Cloud Knit Fabric. It looks just like khaki, but it stretches, so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric, which is important when it gets hot in the summer. It keeps you cool and dry all day long. It's absolutely great. Uh, again, I say this every time. I'd show you what I look like wearing bird dog shorts, but they're already in the laundry because I wear them so darn often. I'm constantly washing them so I can have a fresh pair ready to go. So you want a uh, pair, you want to try the best shorts on the market, go to birddogs.com. And if you go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB, 
you get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free Yeti style tumbler. I used it throughout the golf trip to drink water out of while I was wearing my bird dogs. They're great. I can't say enough good things about them. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I absolutely promise you. All right, it's time for a preview of today's game, which hopefully gets played. It's uh, Philadelphia Phillies, Atlanta Braves. Round two should be round three, but again, the delay last night. First pitch of this game is at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear every pitch of the Phillies' hometown radio broadcast on the Series XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search Phillies, and you'll be able to pull everything up there. Now, Aaron Nola is still going to go for the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, he's going to now face off, though, against Bryce Elder. So A.J. Smith-Shaver, who was supposed to throw yesterday, he gets pushed. Now you get Bryce Elder. Now, Elder has a, a little bit more experience. He has a career 137 innings pitch, so he's been around a little bit. He's been having a good year for the Atlanta Braves. He's 5-1 and one with a 2-6 ERA, 69 strikeouts on the year. Nice. Uh, 1.14 whip. So he's uh, he's had himself a solid year, an 83 innings pitched. Aaron Nola in 94 innings pitched. We know a 4.66 ERA, six and five, a 1-1 WHIP, 93 strikeouts. So more of a strikeout guy than you're going to see from Elder. 24 walks though, so he's walked more guys than Elder has, and he's given up almost double home runs. 15 by Nola, eight by Elder, but eight in 83 innings, one every 10 innings, basically one every game or every other start. So you got an opportunity to hit the ball out of the yard. It's still overcast here in Philadelphia, and it's not warm. I'll tell you, it's like 63 degrees right now outside, so the ball might not fly all that well. That may be a good thing for Aaron Nola facing this hot Braves lineup uh, because he's got to limit the long ball. And with the weather today, it, it might actually work out a little bit better for him. But that's the pitching matchup. The analytics, uh, Philly has a 41.5% chance to win today, 58.5% chance for Atlanta. So Atlanta's a little bit more favored today because of Bryce Elder throwing, as opposed to the rookie with only a couple innings under his belt in his career, A.J. smith Shaver, who would have thrown yesterday. So you got the Nola-Elder matchup. That should be a good one, hopefully because that would mean Nola's throwing well. And actually, hopefully, you hope the Phillies hit Elder pretty darn well. But looking at this Phillies lineup and their career against Elder, it's non-existent. None of these guys have ever seen him either, but at least you have some major league tape on the guy. The Phillies lineup uh, today is Kyle Schwarber leading off, Trey Turner batting second, playing short, Nick Castellanos right field batting third, Bryce Harper DHing batting fourth, Romito's catching fifth, Stott second base sixth, Bohm third base seventh, Cody Clemens first base first base eighth and Brandon Marsh in center field batting ninth. The same lineup you were looking at yesterday uh, against AJ Smith. Shaver is now the one that the Phillies will employ against Bryce Elder. Meanwhile, the Braves, Ronald Acuna, Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, Matt Olson, Travis Darno, Eddie Rosario, Orlando Arcia, and Michael Harris. The second are going to be in the lineup. So same lineup for them as well. We went through the numbers against Nola again. Just to remind you, top of the order is really good. Like Acuna's career 349 against Nola. Riley's a career 417 with five home runs against Nola. Uh, 261 for Ozuna, 245 for Albies. But then as you get near the bottom, Olsen's 222. Darno's 176. Rosario's 125. Arcia's 118. Harris is 188. I mean, you end up the lineup with five guys that are career uh, – Five, four, I can't count. Four guys that are career under 200 hitters against Aaron Nola. I mean, he should dominate the bottom of the lineup today. The problem is you just got to worry about those big guys leaving the yard. Uh, you can give up hits. You can give up walks. But you can't give up home runs, Aaron. You just can't do it. I'm begging you. He's on a long streak of starts with home runs given up, and he needs to go ahead and limit that. 
uh, and he needs to get that number down. And the only way you can't reduce the amount of home runs you give up. So you just got to have starts after starts after starts with not a home run given up. We'll see. I don't have a lot of faith in Aaron Nola. He's the guy, though. I mean, I imagine the lineup is going to be better than they were against Spencer Strider. Bryce Elder's been good. He's not Spencer Strider good. He's just not. None of these guys in the Braves uh, rotation are. And the Phillies like seeing guys that are not strikeout pitchers. When you see a guy that's a strikeout specialist, the Phillies have had trouble this year with that because not being able to string hits together doesn't really lend to the brand of baseball they've been forced to play. If they were hitting the ball out of the yard the way we'd expect, and Bryce Harper is showing off a little bit more power, we're going to talk about that a little bit coming up as we wrap up. And if Kyle Schwarber was hotter earlier in the year, and if some of your bigger guys like Nick Castellanos, Great year. Still not really like one of those power guys that's going to hit you 35 home runs. Um, I mean, Alec Bohm's not that type of a power guy. Uh, J.J. Romito hit a good number, but he's a catcher. He's got good power for a catcher, but he'll probably be around 20, 25 home runs when everything's all said and done. Reese Hoskins, obviously not not here with the team with the torn ACL done for the year. Uh, Derek Hall still in AAA doing his rehab. The Phillies, as good of a team they are, they're not really built to be the power team we thought they might be. Uh, on paper so yeah they got string hits together and that's why strikeout pitchers kind of hurt them Bryce Elder not really all too good of a strikeout pitcher he's not like a plus strikeout guy he's just an average strikeout guy as far as good major league pitchers go so that could be advantage for the Philadelphia Phillies and he is a righty so that lends into the left he's being good but I say all that to say the offense can produce all they want but if Aaron Nola collapses again in a big NL East game you're going to be sitting here like, well, the offense doesn't have a chance. You can score six, seven, eight runs, and they'll give up more than that. So it's a good opportunity for the Phillies to get back on track after losing one to Atlanta. The Phillies are 38 and 35, Braves 47 and 26. The Phillies are still just trying to chase down the Marlins for second place in the division, just to look at where they're at right now. Uh, the Marlins are 42 and 33. Phillies are 38 and 35. The uh, Marlins are three games up on where the Phillies are right now, and the Phillies are chasing down a wild card spot. So I know looking at the division might seem silly with the Braves a nine-game lead already just in mid to late June, uh, but you got to keep an eye on it and see what's going on. The good news for the Phillies, they're 19-12 at home, 19-23 on the road, so the home games seem to be their bread and butter. Taking one from Atlanta here, getting out of this series with a 1-1 split would make you feel good. You say, okay, you went on a good run, you split with one of the better teams in baseball, Now you get the Mets who have been struggling a little bit, and you can really flex your muscles in the weekend series. As long as those games get in, there's more rain in the forecast for that. But, yeah, so the expectation, win today, Phillies. You can't get two games swept by the Braves. Uh, Like, that would be super annoying because you have an opportunity. If they they were to lose two out of three to the Braves, okay. But you got to take one of these games against them. And since yesterday got rained out, you got one more opportunity. If they lose, I'm not going to be like, sky is falling, but I'll be disappointed with their effort in the series. If they win, well, you can go into the Mets series with some momentum. So that's the goal for today's game. Again, that game is at 1.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can hear every pitch of the Phillies hometown radio broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just go to the SXM app and search up Phillies, and you'll be able to pull that broadcast up. Coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about, yeah, uh, Bryce Harper. He's been struggling. And they've been calling it on the TV broadcast a power outage. A power outage. Hmm. Very interesting. I want to talk a little bit about why people feel that Bryce Harper is not producing power numbers because, I mean, the numbers do say he's been lacking on the home runs and everything, hitting the ball out of the ballpark. But why I think he's going to be all right anyway and why 
probably about three weeks ago, I told you that this could be a thing that happens for Bryce Harper and the Philadelphia Phillies. We'll discuss as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right. So you remember when I said uh, when Bryce Harper came back uh, that he was hitting really hot, but that doesn't mean he's going to be hot all year because history would show that coming back from stuff like this starts well and then struggles. Well, yeah, I looked at his games, and this was in a previous uh, episode from three weeks ago, a month ago, when Bryce Harper was incredible when he had first came back. And I, I said, okay, he looks really good right now. He's sitting like high 300s because he had small sample size and everything like that. And the numbers are always inflated when they're your first couple games of the year. But I was like, great. It's a great start for him. And I wanted to look back and compare it to what he did last year when he came back from his broken thumb and the surgery he had to have after he got hit by that pitch up and in from Blake Snell, uh, the one that cost him like a month and change of his season in 2022. And he was really good for the first couple weeks. And then he hugely dropped off. Uh, he didn't really do much for like a month or two, and his numbers ended up being not that great. And then he got kind of hot at the end. And then in the postseason, he caught absolute fire because he's a clutch performer. He's the man. Love Bryce Harper. Great. All that stuff. I can say as many nice things I want about him. But the fact of the matter is he started off hot, and then he cooled off a little bit uh, as he got back into the swing of things. And it's kind of the same path he's taking right now. He started off really hot, and he's slowed down a little bit. He's not producing home runs. He's not really producing a, a high slugging percentage. Right now, I'm just going to go to his stats for the year so we can give you an idea of where Bryce Harper uh, is at for the Philadelphia Phillies. So far this season, in 156 of bats, he's batting 301. So that's great. 393 OBP, but his slugging is only 423. You expect that to be way better for a guy like Bryce Harper who can hit the ball out of the yard. Home runs on the year, he's only got three. He's got 16 RBIs and 66 total bases. He's taken 25 walks, struck out 43 times, so he's striking out a good amount, but nah, it kind of is what it is. He's got 10 doubles, so the doubles are fine. Just the home runs haven't come yet. Only three home runs in 100 and, uh, what was it, 56 at-bats for Bryce Harper. Just for an example, I mean, Edmundo Sosa has 158 at-bats this year. He's got four home runs. Brandon Marsh, 210 at-bats. He's got five home runs. Uh, Cody Clemens in 121 at-bats has four home runs. Like, Bryce Harper has so much more power than all of those guys, and he's just not producing right now. But the thing you got to look at, too, is the exit velocity. He started to sting the ball a little bit more. A couple weeks ago, he was kind of not hitting it hard at all. He was getting, like, bloop singles and stuff like that. At least he's starting to sting the ball. He just needs to get the elevation. But the thing with Bryce Harper is he's going to figure it out. He's always going to end up having a solid stat line at the end of the year. He's always going to end up being able to show off power at any given time. And you just got to get into the dance, right? Not that I think he's going to slump for the entire rest of the season, but he could bat 100 the rest of the way with like two home runs the rest of the season. And if the Phillies make it in the postseason, I still bet you he's going to go off in big spots. Like he's just a clutch performer. He's a hard worker. He lives and breathes baseball. He's going to figure it out. So I have no long-term concerns about Bryce Harper at all. He's following the trend that we saw last year when he came back from the thumb injury. Hot start, really cooled off. Then when the games really started to matter, he became incredible. And I'm not saying it's like a lack of focus or a lack of flipping the switch or anything like that. I'm just saying that when the competition elevates itself later on in the season, I have no doubts that Bryce Harper is going to be a guy that helps this team win. And you shouldn't either. So that's my take on the Bryce Harper power outage, as they're calling it. And uh, I think he'll be fine. So those are my thoughts. A baseball game today at 1.05 p.m. 
Hopefully the Phillies can go out and take advantage and get a win, and Aaron Nola can look really good. He's not going to earn any faith back from me or probably this fan base, but earning a win is just as good. We'll take a win either way, even if we're not going to trust you next time out. So hopefully we're talking about a win tomorrow in a preview of the series with the New York Mets and a winnable series against the Mets, even though the Phillies don't play the Mets well. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But that's all for today's Locked On Phillies. Thank you so much for checking us out. Locked On Phillies, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all that good stuff to help promote us here at Locked On Phillies and also make it easy as possible for you to consume Locked On Phillies every day. And I will talk to you tomorrow on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.